So hello and welcome to this podcast for the Generation Gap Show with me, Clive Glover. In this program, I talk to people of a different generation to myself. I'm a baby boomer, so I was actually a teenager in the late 1960s and early 1970s. And I usually talk to millennials, people who basically um, are now just becoming adults in the last few years. And actually, there's quite a few of them now because I think the oldest millennial is about 35. So anyway, this week, I want to welcome um, someone for the first time to this program, but someone who is not a stranger to Radio Verulam because she's one of our presenters. So hello, Natasha. Hello, how are you? I'm very well and I hope you are too. I'm very good, thank you. Yes, glad to be okay. here. So thank you for doing this, Natasha. Now, I want to talk to you about what you do and what you haven't been able to do over the past few months, because you're in one of these um, unfortunate positions where the sort of work you do um, is one of the things that's almost impossible to do when with social distancing and all the other rules and regulations. Yeah. So um, basically, you're a singer and that is your profession. And you're a very good singer. I know that. And we can talk about that a bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but um Perhaps you can just tell me basically how it's been for you over the last few months. Um, as you'd expect it, really. So it's it's been difficult. We were one of the first industries to 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 be out of the game, really. So, you know, we could see it um, coming for a little while. Um, it was about sort of uh, beginning of March, mid March, that uh, venues started to cancel um, because I, I, I'm mainly live performance that's pretty much where I get my income is live performance um so you know you start seeing venues cancel 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 um and yeah it's it is starting to creep back in uh but a lot of it is weather dependent it it depends on the on the venues um on their regulations in terms of uh you know what what spaces they have a lot of them still have um uh, capacity limits um it's it's been difficult you go through the the you know the beginning bit where you think oh my goodness what am I going to do with my time um and then everybody starts getting onto the bandwagon of doing live performances online the novelty wears off after sort of two or three weeks and you think okay now what do I do um but you know I've I've um you know you take each day as it comes you you think about um you know week by week um and yeah you have to try and start enjoying it a little bit more rather than it become uh, a stress so it it's it's kind of become more of a hobby again for me at the moment right now you're a singer but you're not a songwriter did it occur to you maybe over this time I've got weeks or months to myself I could sit down and try and write songs and I can throw them away if I don't embarrassed by them or I could try you know picking them out on the guitar or whatever it is Um, did you think about that sort of thing Absolutely. And I'm sure everybody did who is a musician. You, you, the first few weeks are the hardest because, um, you know, not just the music industry, every industry you're used to being. We're, we're a very fast paced society. We're used to be being busy all the time. We're used to working all the time. So when you're given umpteen amounts of time, um, you think, all those things that I've been thinking about, I could do. I could learn the piano. I could uh, get the guitar out again. I could write songs. I could set up a YouTube channel. And your head becomes really filled with all of these brilliant ideas. Um, but when you're living a pandem- in a pandemic, um, it you know it, it's it's harder than it's harder than it looks, or you know what it, what you think it's going to be. So yes, I had those thoughts. I had. Um, and I did, you know, I've been doing a little bit of recording here and there. Um, 
songwriting scares me far too much. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think all musicians at this time have been thinking all those things that I don't have time to do. I'm going to get doing them. And you probably feel maybe sort of a quarter of the of the quota. You don't do a lot of those things. A lot of people have coped better um, than others. Um, a lot of people have done loads and loads of things, loads of online gigs and others have just taken a bit of a break. I would have said I've taken a bit more of a break um, than anything else. I have done a bit of recording here and there. Um, friend, friends of mine who have written songs or, or um, sort of done a few recordings that want me to lend my voice. I've done a bit of that for them. Um, but I have sort of taken a step back to sort of process more, I would have said. Okay, well, I mean, one thing you did, which I must absolutely mention, which, of course, I'm very aware of, was that you you did, in fact, do the singing for us on a special Radio Verulam video where we wrote where someone wrote our own version of Queen's Radio Gaga. Yes. And that was a splendid, splendid thing. And you you sang it brilliantly. And then, of course, we, we got lots of other people to join in and do little bits and silly clips and things on the video. And uh, then we had lots of problems actually going through getting permission to use it because apparently if we just recorded the song as is we could have done that but changing the words was a bit of a difficulty and we had to end up I believe they, they actually had to go and sort of consult the members of the band to give a final <laughs> final say on it um, but anyway they did and we got it on on there and it was a great thing to do and it's part of our sort of fundraising which we did started in I suppose April or May um, and your voice is spectacular. I have to tell you from that, it was brilliant. Oh, thank so, you. Thank, and I questioned well, thank myself you very on much. that. <laughs> no, no, it's very, very good. Um, oh, good. So, I mean, that's sort of shown me your talent, I think, is, you know, you're obviously very, very good at this. Um, so in the business you're in, presumably it's about who you know to a large extent, isn't it, or who you bump into at that pub? It is. Um, it is all about networking and it is about who you know. Um that there are platforms um, that you can you can find jobs through. So I'm sort of a, a member of um, uh, a little app called Star Now um, and um, other other sort of audition databases. Um, and you can find little things on there, you know, cruise ships, things like that. But yeah, a lot of it is about um, who you know, um, and it, it is it, it you you just find your big break one day the right person will see you or the right person uh knows a friend of a friend who knows you um and that once you've got that sort of that that really great job it does it does start to sort of spiral from there um but you have to do all sort of the little the little stuff before you do all of that I, you know don't get me wrong I've done some absolutely fantastic stuff and I've I've met some fantastic people but it's just that one person who wants that something from you and eventually um, it will lead to something really, really great. Yeah, I mean, I know several people in your position, uh, perhaps a few years ahead of you. Um, and I, I, last year at the uh, Meraki Festival, which is the August Bank holiday, so just sort of this time of year, um, I went round and I, I interviewed various people, including um, a couple of people like you in terms of being a, a, a woman's singer-songwriter mainly. And one of them said to me something, which I just always remember now. Um, I said, well, you know, how long have you been doing this? She said, five years. And I said, well, have you, you know, why haven't you got a break? Or do you know why you haven't got a break? Or what do you think you have to do to get that person to see you and whatever? And she said she just didn't know, but just keep on going different places, taking invitations to go to various events and so on. And then one day it'll happen. And she said, the tr problem is that basically looking ahead, because I asked her, can you 
look ahead for a year where you'll be. She said, well, I'll either be, you know, rich and famous or I'll be homeless. Mm. <laughs> and I thought that was a bit of a way of summing up, which I thought, oh, dear, I kind of get that. It is. It's terrifying. Um because that's exactly how it is. You think, you know, in, in the next few months, I could get that really great, great job uh, doing some backing vocals for, for somebody on tour and then someone else will take me on tour. And it, it goes like that. But you could also be in exactly the same position in, you know, next year's times and uh, next year's time uh, and really be struggling. Um, you know, my my uh, inspiration comes from you know, one person who, who was, she was actually the person who told me to follow my dreams and, you know, you can, you can do this. You need to, you need to really give it a go. Um, and that's exactly what happened to her. She was living at home, um, running, uh, running with her, with her mum, I might add, um, running a choir, um, sort of doing random odd gigs and function bands here and there. Um, and then somebody knew, uh, you know, a, a well-known artist who was looking to recruit more backing vocalists, and they had it. She was the back, backing vocalist for this um, fantastic artist, and then got asked by another artist to, to go on tour. Um, she's recently um, written, you know, the the jingle for the Just Eat ad. Um, so, you know, she's it, it was from that job, that that one job that, you, you know, now she's managed to make a really good living for herself. So I keep in mind that that's how it that's how it is. That's how it works. And one day that could be you. Um, but you just have to have that sort of hope and also be terrified at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Well, also last year's Meraki Festival, the um, headline act was the Shires. And the guy whose name I've just forgotten, who's the uh, one of the, the two of them, he comes from St. Albans. And he said that because it was at uh, Redbourne, the sort of showground there. And he sort of said, well, I can't believe it. You know, two years ago, I was still sitting in my little one bedroom flat in St. Albans, writing mm. songs and hoping for a breakthrough. Is and that in that quick? time, he'd been round the world six times. You know, they were touring all over the States and Japan yeah. and goodness knows where. Um, and obviously have sold, I don't know how many millions of um songs and so on so it can happen and uh, yeah. it's quite funny he said look um he's on this big stage and he said actually i can hear i can hear this music going on from my home which is just over there so we didn't know exactly where but it's presumably a very large house now <laughs> yeah uh, uh, i mean yeah. you think about lewis capaldi it's the, it's the same with him i think uh, even at the top of his game um sort of this time last year he was still living with his with his parents because it happened so quickly that he hadn't had time to process, you know, he's still living at home with number one sing, uh, number one album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty good. Well, I mean, when I was younger, because this programme is to a large extent about such things, um, I used to be involved in helping to run a, <clears throat> a folk music club in, in Boreham Wood, in fact. And um, we didn't realise at the time we had a number of people there who subsequently went on to be really world famous. I won't name names, but um, it was quite amazing. We just sit in this pub. There'll be 30 people there once a week or once a fortnight, whatever it was. And these people came along and obviously folk music. So they were playing things like basically acoustic guitars or actually unaccompanied music, um, strange things like accordions and so on. And um, one group of them got together and they did have a, a very big number one song. Um, and they also hold the record. I can give away this. Um, it's one of these quiz question things. The only group in this country who ever had a number one sung entirely in Latin. It was called Steen I Span. Ooh. And 
yeah, it, that was probably the late 60s or early 70s. I can't remember when it was exactly, but uh, it was rather strange. Um, a song called Gaudete, which I can't remember what it actually means, but there you are. My Latin was ne- never very good. <laughs> no, mine is, is obsolete. <laughs> okay. I mean, the other thing you can do, I suppose, is you sort of hang around in various... Um, music festivals so i mean to what extent do you get invited to festivals because i'm already thinking here meraki for next year in 2021 um it's uh, a local thing and it's grown and grown as i said and uh, it's a very good one i know the organizer i'll put a word in for you if you like certainly oh absolutely yes um yeah summer summertime is is a really good time that's when all the festivals happen so um yeah I've done quite a lot of festivals in my time I've done quite a lot of local festivals um and then you uh I've also done some really big festivals as well I've done um big festival um common people I've done as well um you know I've been invited to some some really great things um and got some really good stuff off the back of them as well that's what festivals are about that's for, for musicians the festivals are about the exposure that's what they're about they're not they're not, you know, really about sort of earning the cash to pay your way, but they're for the exposure um, and getting and getting your name out and getting your voice heard. Um, so that's what, you know, 2021, looking forward to it. Um, all the festivals. Yeah. Yes, because I realise this time of year is now almost the end of summer already. And we haven't really had much chance to um, take advantage of it, I suppose. It's been quite no. a good summer, really. In terms of weather, anyway. <laughs> oh, it's been wonderful, hasn't it? Um, yeah, and that, that you know, there's, there's been the odd gig happening here and there, but uh, a lot of them are weather dependent. Um, that's not really my thing. I'm I'm not really about weather dependency. Uh, I like to know if I'm doing something or not, and not rely yes, on the yes. English weather. <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, you normally basically are, are doing gigs in in local pubs and so on i suppose that's the sort of bread and butter is it of what you do yeah so that's sort of um the the more regular earner so um yeah so so you know lots of pubs lots of um clubs things like that um over the weekend i also do um care home entertainment during the week so that sort of gives me a bit of an income uh where i wouldn't normally have one um over the week um yeah um and with a few agencies as well um that sort of take me on for uh weddings and um parties and things like that yeah okay it sounds good and then um i suppose have you actually um sort of recorded tracks and put them up in any of these sort of online systems that um people can then download and and pay for them i mean is that sort of have you got to that stage yet i'm not quite sure no i'm not at that stage yet um i have done i I have a a bit of studio experience um but i'm not at the stage of sort of um uh you know downloading it to to spotify and, and itunes and things like that um ideally i'd like to be a session musician which means that i lend my voice to people who want to put their tracks onto to itunes and spotify and all of those platforms yeah, yeah. Um, that was kind of the plan for this year <laughs> which sort of get carried over to, to next year well i have a friend or neighbor where i live who actually is a um he plays um oh dear it's a wind instrument i can't remember which, which one it is but it's, it's a, he's in an orchestra but the orchestra he's in he's been sort of ha- hanging around with for ages um now has a rather good job because basically he's the orchestra for the strictly come dancing show um oh, wow and, uh, yeah 
Uh, and even in that situation, he gets exactly one pair of tickets a year to give because his wife always enjoys going along to meet up with all the stars, of course. Um, but but he's obviously just a session musician who fell into that one. And um, he's, uh, I don't know, I don't know how they get very well paid, but you'd think they ought to on the show that gets umpteen million viewers every week. You'd be surprised. You would actually be very surprised uh, the budgets that, that TV shows have. Um, I've done TV a couple of times. Um, and uh, it's not what you think. <laughs> no, no, I, I was, I was hedging, and, yeah, I was hedging and not being and being polite about it because I know actually, yes, it isn't very much. It's surprising, really. Somebody yes, else makes all I say is it's not what you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, the, well, that's the other thing about I mean concerts these days. As I understand it, the sort of the whole sort of music industry in terms of, I suppose, popular music. I suppose mm. we used to call it popular music. It's called, I don't know what it's called these days, but um, the big artists, I mean, the very, very big artists, of course, do make all their money from going to do concerts. If you're the mm. Rolling Stones, you can charge £200 a ticket and sell out in five minutes. Yes. Um, and even though they're all in their 70s. <laughs> and if you're Taylor Swift, it'd probably be five minutes. Um, I mean, she, she filled the O2 for a whole week, I believe. Um, I'm not surprised, so, yeah. So a little percentage of that was probably quite a good taking. Um, but obviously with music downloads, they don't get much money from that. Whereas in the old days, my my old days, it was the selling records and then later, you know, cassettes and tapes and CDs and all the other yeah. things, um, which basically produced the money, but it's turned around completely. So it's the live performances where they get the money. And obviously this year, that has been rather, rather ruined. Mm. Yes, it has indeed. Um, yeah, that's exactly it. Um artists don't make any money off of the records that they sell anymore not really not not like they used to um because downloads are so cheap and people don't need to buy the albums anymore even when i was you know younger you had to buy the cd if you wanted just the one song now you can just download it for atp um and share it with all of your friends as well um people make their money off live performance and that's that's my main income as well um is live performance yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, have you already got people perhaps contacting you about next year? I mean, you, you're starting to fill your diary up for 2021. Uh, Just an optimistic thought. thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yes, but it's all very uncertain because people have no idea what's happening next year. We, we, we've got no idea how it's going to work. Um, all we know is people say, yep, yeah, next year we'll do it. Next year we'll book you in um it's looking to be a very busy year but we just don't know when that might start um so you, because we can't have any certain dates yet um no of course we we don't know well I, things are already getting postponed over christmas um i mean i i, I i'm supposed to be seeing a gig in at, um just before christmas i got an email yesterday saying that's postponed till next year so everything's already getting postponed until next year because it's too uncertain um to know at the moment so um hope we're hoping we're hoping but you know just take each each week as it comes we try not to think too much <laughs> yeah i think um most people are assuming that christmas is sort of still going to be pretty subdued in most things and uh, certainly uh, because you know for radio verulam i'm involved in organizing our sort of attendance and arrangements with outside events and i know just this morning i've had a, an email confirming that one of the big christmas events um, locally has been cancelled completely yeah um but that's mainly because it usually attracts twenty thousand people and that's obviously not really going to be on at christmas for anywhere no um so um i think people are thinking it's kind of 
I suppose hopefully the beginning of summer next year will be the sort of time when everything's going to be all, all right. Um, that may be a bit optimistic, but it certainly means that um, you can do some planning for the summer, I think, for next year. Absolutely. But of course, that could be wrong. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, let's look. Let's look positively <laughs> forward. So that's it. It's all very uncertain at the moment. We've all had to, you know, we've all had to, to think of contingency plans. Indeed. Um, so, I mean, for you, what you're really looking for, and you know, remember, this program is a podcast, but it's also probably going to be broadcast. So there'll be people listening. So, who is the person out there that's listening that you want to get to? The person who is oh. organising that new movie or that new television series <laughs> where they want people, the session musicians, to work on it um one of my alter so i have two main goals um and one of them is to become a session musician for for big artists uh, so to yeah. lend my to, to lend my voice uh, for dj's uh, and things like that etc um and to be a backing vocalist for a live backing vocalist for for big names so um yes if lewis capaldi is listening and he needs a, a backing vocalist um I'm I'm always here. I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you. <laughs> okay, I'm not I'm not sure I've got his number, so I'm sorry I can't help. Ah, uh, that's a shame. Okay, well let's hope he's listening. See, I I grew up in Boreham Wood, which is basically generally known around the world as Elstree, but of course Elstree is a little village. But Boreham Wood is where the film studios are and television studios. And in fact, we're getting a a huge new uh, big Sky Studios being built, starting sort of it's already started. Um, It's going to have sixteen different studios, so it's going to be a massive production facility. But when I when I grew up as a sort of teenager, I, I used to go and catch the bus outside one of the studios. So in the mornings, I would see any number of, you know, really mega Hollywood stars just wandering down the street and that sort of thing. And it was wow. always quite amazing. Um, so um, that still happens to some extent, except the people aren't so much Hollywood mega stars as EastEnder extras. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, yeah. But they make EastEnders there, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of people around in the area who must have all those contacts. And that's the sort of thing I'm sort of hinting at here. Um, I don't know this, but I'll see if I can get you in on Meraki, then you see that. I mean, I think I had about to, yeah. eight or 9,000 people. Well, the um, thing is that um, one friend of mine, and I've known her since she was about eight because I know her parents and is now in her sort of late 20s and, and doing this singing, songwriting. But she has recorded quite a lot of tracks and she's downloaded, you know, they're all downloads and they're available everywhere, as you say, Spotify and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. She's just not broken through, which is amazing because she's got an amazing voice. And she also writes her own songs as well. Um, so she's my sort of, I suppose, a measuring stick for how this sort of works. And um, I mean, her mother Love. is a, 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 a singer, uh, sorry, a singer, but also um, a, um, or, or, no, a choir arranger. Mm-hmm. I got to, a quick story of how she became super famous and I was involved in one of these two things basically she had a a women's choir which she's run lots of those just sort of amateur type singing choirs but then she's very ambitious and one lot um, she got them all going to various contests across Europe and at one point I helped to arrange because I knew somebody and she went out to do a couple of um, concert events in Hungary in Budapest and then um, the national television there for some reason decided to film it and they so she got to appear with the choir on, on national television. Um, but the other thing she did was a female barbershop quartet. Oh, wow. Which, which is rather odd, I thought, but it's, I mean, obviously extremely good. Yeah. But that went on. She entered the world championship for that because who knew there was one? And obviously the, <laughs> 
And obviously the, the final was in the States. It was somewhere like, I think it was actually Nashville or somewhere like that. Um, and basically that was a televised thing and a huge thing. And they, they came runners up in the world with this little sort of quartet. Amazing. I don't think she's made millions out of it, but obviously reputation, yeah. it's there. Well, that's it. It's, it's all about reputation. There's a world championship for everything, by the way. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there is. Yes, yes. It's one of those things that <laughs> pops up on various programmes. You say, oh, yes. And don't forget, today is the world championship, you know. Pancake day throwing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we know there's pancake ones. Um, we haven't had a oh, world yes. championship yesterday. But it's becoming international, the pancake race in St Albans, as you know from last year. So, summing up this then i mean basically you are one of these people who is in an unfortunate position because of the, the crisis we've been going through that your particular mm-hmm. profession and your expertise has been really um sidelined because you just can't do what you want to do Though session musicians i think probably is something you could do more now because you probably find you're in a great big hall with just six people 20 feet apart but um it can be done because a lot of the television and productions and so on have restarted now i know that they have um, yeah yeah, perhaps you should come and hang around in Boreham Wood, you see. You might find some people doing this. <laughs> Wait. Yes, the, the problem is now is 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 um, is the budgets. So so a lot of people just don't have the budgets um, at the moment that, that, that they once did to hire out the session musicians. Um, and also this year was was kind of my make or break year. Um, it's obviously been put on hold as to uh, as to uh, we don't know what this is year. Um, but you know, I haven't had as much exposure as I would have wanted. I haven't done as much networking as I would have wanted um, to do that. But certainly, um, you know, studios are now back up and running um, to a certain extent um, with with um, social distancing rules in place. Um, but that is it, it's something that, that's starting to, to come back. Yeah. Right. Well, OK, well, obviously, I wish you um, great luck on all these things in future and now it's it is luck isn't it it's, luck is the big thing here i don't know um but also it's, it's about it's about getting out there and, and obviously um finding that person who can really make you your career fly yes um, exactly. and also i must just say obviously uh, i know that actually you're going to be coming back on to radio veril and breakfast for next week i am so, yes uh, that's excellent and uh wish you good luck with that which um thank you very much i'm te- very looking forward to it it's a bit technical these days because we're still all doing these things from home, of course, which is um, yes. an extra challenge. But obviously you've risen to that, <laughs> which is great. So, yeah, I wish you good luck with that. And I'll be I'll be listening. Thank I'm you. sure lots of people. And there's that Excellent. guy out there listening to Breakfast Show who just looking for a session musician for his new film or something. Yes, um, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I've, I've, I've not got much to do. So call on me. I'll, I'll get down to the studio right away. <laughs> I will be disappointed if you don't tell me that over the last few months you haven't been polishing off your CV and all the rest of it better, because that's kind of where you need to go, isn't it? And that social media, you see, you could have been inventing a new oh, incredible yes. Instagram um, account and that sort of thing. You yes, I mean, we, we've, we've all done, you know, we've all, you know, all the musicians that I know as well, you, you sort of go through phases of massive productivity um, and then you have to think, there's only so much I can do when I'm not doing a lot um but um you know everybody's gone through different things haven't they um but yes I've, I've been certainly doing that um I have been you know I keep practicing if you if you stop practicing as a as a as any kind of musician you get very rusty very quickly um so um you know I've, I've been doing I've been doing bits and bobs um keeping on top of the social media um now that things are starting to come back uh into action 
I feel a lot more positive. There's a lot more positive positivity now. Um, so, so yes. Um, and I'm going back to study as well in September. So that gives me some focus as well. <laughs> so that I've got a bit of both to do. It's that other thing your, your parents probably told you, you know, have to go and do something because the career you've chosen is obviously not something that's a real job. It's just a sort of, you've got to get a proper job somewhere else. Yeah. I yes. Know, yeah. I, I need that. to get a proper, yeah. Got to get a proper job. Something that's not going to go away. Uh, when the uh, when there's there's a possible pandemic on the on the horizon, something that's always going to be there. It's not something you sort of plan in your horizons at all, is it? That's the trouble. It's all happened. Uh, something no all. one really expected. Although no. we've all seen the movies beforehand. I know, but we yeah. didn't believe them, did we? <laughs> we just thought they were fun well, films. No. But there's also lots of movies with aliens arriving and so on. We don't believe those either. So I know. Well, I, do you know what? I'll start planning now. Get, get the bunker. Get the bunker sorted. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Natasha, lovely to speak to you. Thank you very much for doing this. And, Thank um, you very much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. I look forward to hearing you back on the radio in the week and um, yes. and in future. And um, I'll, uh, I'll think every time I bump into one of my friends who's, you know, looking for musicians and so on i'll i'll remember you and pass your details on yes to them. get in touch get in touch and 20 percent, obviously fee finders fee of course, obviously obviously it's how it works <laughs> yeah okay right thanks very much then and um right, okay don't forget everyone this has been the generation gap here on radio verulam 92.6 fm and we're here every week, either on the radio or the podcast afterwards. And uh, do listen again. And if you want to listen to previous programmes, you can find them at www.radioverulam.com forward slash podcast. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>